The Chargers got some very unfortunate news on Monday, learning that Mike Williams is indeed done for the season with a torn ACL, and the Chargers offense is going to miss him dearly. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for eight seasons together, but this is our sixth year as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, Daniel, we got to talk about how the Chargers are going to go about replacing Mike Williams, now that we know that he is done for the year. We're also going to talk about J.C. Jackson, a healthy scratch, and everything that's going on with that situation. And did the Chargers possibly save their season with a big victory over the Vikings? We're going to get into that and all of the other biggest buys or sells of the Week 3 season. Yeah, I think, I mean, so much to get into. A lot happening this week, obviously, but it starts with Mike Williams because... It is kind of what we thought it would be, right? When we talked about it in the post-game show, we were afraid of this. Now it is official that Mike Williams is done for the season with a torn ACL. And it ended up not happening the way I thought it would, right? I mean, he ended up kind of being a non-contact thing where it just went to shift. Lake kind of gave out. And it sucks, man, because the Chargers don't have a one-for-one replacement for him, right? Like, there's no one on this team that can just perfectly fill what Mike Williams does well. And I do think that like, yes, I mean, there are ways to kind of supplant it to, you know, try to lessen the blow, but there's no question about it. This hurts the Chargers offense. I mean, it just takes one of those exhilarating dimensions away because Mike Williams is such an amazing jump ball wide receiver. I mean, you look back at some of the biggest moments of the last several years, Mike Williams is all over all of those plays. I mean, just going up and getting a jumping over, over defensive backs, picking up big touchdowns in the end zone left and right. I mean, the big play against Kansas city with, with the touchdown and the two point conversion, yep. Mike Williams has been at the epicenter of a lot of big chargers moments and he will sorely, sorely be missed in this offense. Yeah. And he was a flawed receiver, right? I mean, obviously, you know, there was things he didn't do well, but at the same time, there was things he just did so much better than anyone else that the chargers have. And I think, We always think of Keenan Allen as that guy on third down that you have to go to. But in reality, when the Chargers have needed a big play late in games, they need a big chunk. They need an explosive. There was one dude they were throwing it up to, and it was Mike Williams. And the amount of games that Mike Williams helped this team win by getting them down the field when everyone knew the ball was going to Mike Williams is crazy. And and it's just there's so many memorable moments from him. I mean, you can think back to the Tennessee game last year, setting up that field goal with that big catch. And yeah. also how much the Chargers missed him in that playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like it is going to it's going to hurt. Like it's going to hurt the Chargers offense. They just don't have anyone like him, and especially a chief killer like him, right? I mean, yeah. he was such a big part of the only two times the Chargers have beat Patrick Mahomes. He's had gigantic games in both of those appearances, right? The last one with the game winning touchdown, the game sealing touchdown yeah. at the end of the game in twenty twenty one. it's just It sucks, man. Like, I mean, Mike Williams, it's hard not to like this dude because he's just made so many big plays. But now it's going to be missing 18 games between 2022 
2023. And the Chargers will be without one of their most clutch players in a season where they've, you know, not been able to come through in some clutch moments offensively. So now it's what do you do next? How do you replace him? How do you try to lessen the blow from it? And I think it starts, obviously, with other players having to step their game up, and namely Quentin Johnston, right? That's the name everyone's looking at. That is the guy now where you used a first-round pick on him. You wanted to bring him up slowly. The training wheels are off now, David. He has to step into a very prominent role in this offense this week. Yeah, and unfortunately, Daniel, it seemed like we kind of knew all along that it was going to take an injury for Quentin Johnston to get some substantial snaps week in and week out well yeah or just getting better than josh palmer right which he he didn't win that job coming out of camp but like at the same time david like this was part of the reason they brought him in right because your two top guys kept getting her or have had injuries in the past right like this is a big reason why you brought this dude in and josh palmer may have beat him out for wide receiver three well now he is wide receiver three by default yeah a hundred percent so quentin johnston is going to be on the field a lot more uh, it's not, you know, it's not going to be, uh, you know, a situation to where he's going to have just a few snaps. He's going to be featured heavily and it's because he's going to have to be, I mean, it's now yeah. time to show why the chargers drafted Quentin Johnston in the first round. And, you know, of course it was probably a move more for the future. Well, the future is now Daniel, it's now time for Quentin Johnston to go out there and make some plays for this team because the chargers are going to need it. And I think he can. And I think there's going to be some rookie mistakes and there's going to be a learning curve. And it's not going to necessarily be pretty right away. But I think he has the explosiveness and the upside where it's you're willing to take those chances, right? Well, now that yeah. you kind of have to, but like you're willing to live with the results and you don't feel like you necessarily have to go, you know, trade for another proven starter right now because I think you've seen that Joshua Palmer is a capable starter. At the very least, right? What the upside there is, I mean, it's year three. It's hard to kind of say, but he was their leading receiver last year when their two other guys were banged up, and and he showed what he could do a little bit. You know, I think 399-plus-yard games last season. So he steps into that wide receiver two role. It's probably going to be kind of a mix. I think the best-case scenario, though, is Quentin Johnston steps up and becomes a wide receiver two behind Keenan Allen, right? And you're not going to use him the same way. You're not going to be throwing jump balls to Quentin Johnson in the end zone, right? But you have to supplant that. Donald Parham, who we'll talk about later and buy or sell, right? He's a guy you can throw it up to at six foot eight. You yes. have other guys who can do stuff like that. Gerald Everett's going to be more of a focal point for this offense, you'd have to think, going forward as well. Getting yeah. more from everyone. Getting Austin Eckler back obviously helps a little bit too. But with the way this happened, David, and given what the Chargers situation is in 2024 and going forward, I mean, now the question becomes, is this the last time we see Mike in a Chargers uniform because as much as it's a tough conversation, he's a fan favorite. I like Mike Williams a lot, but David, there's, I mean, at least a couple of reasons why we could potentially not see him again in 2024. Yeah. Reason number one, the Chargers are way over this projected salary cap for next season. And reason number two, Mike Williams is a big part of that. His cap hit is $32.460 million. It is one of the more substantial cap hits on the team. They did this move to try to get more space, to try to keep this core together. Unfortunately, and I hate to say this because I really love Mike Williams. I've really enjoyed watching him, uh, watching his career unfold before our eyes. Like we remember, I remember when Mike Williams was drafted and everyone was up in arms about that pick. It seemed like they overdrafted him. I don't think anybody is saying that now. I I think Mike Williams has developed a a very, very good career for himself. 
but it does pain me to say I, I do feel like we probably have seen the last of Mike Williams in a Chargers uniform. Just sucks, man. You know, I mean, last year misses four games, then basically breaks his back to a certain extent, going yeah. into the playoffs in a meaningless game, and, and then to see him go down the way he has, and just to see kind of the injuries and what they have kind of taken out of this dude who's continued to play hurt and continued yeah. to push through for this team and go out there even a when he wasn't 100%, man. Like, it sucks. It, it really sucks. But, like, at the yeah. same time, though, the Chargers save $20 million next season. They're $29 million over the cap. So that goes a long way towards, you know, getting them under, and they're going to have to make some tough moves. It always kind of felt like it might be him or Keenan Allen. Yeah. And, and look what Keenan Allen's doing, right? Like, Destroying that plays a world. factor yeah. Yeah, into it as well. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, too, is, like, you have to think about Jalen Guyton and all of this because right. Jalen Guyton tore his ACL in week three last season. He's still not back yet, right? So, like, is Mike Williams going to make $32 million to potentially not play the whole season? Everyone comes back at a different pace, and you don't know. He could potentially come back sooner, but like yeah. these are all things that are factoring into what's going to be an incredibly tough decision because Mike Williams has been one of the heart and souls of this offense, a huge big-time playmaker in big-time moments. No doubt. And it does kind of feel like that, man. It feels like we might have seen the last of him. And I mean, just what a shame if that's the last time we see Mike Williams in a Chargers uniform. I understand it from a business standpoint, but from a fan standpoint, that's a hard pill to swallow because it he is. has been such a really, really good player and one of Justin Herbert's obviously most trusted targets. But there's a lot going on with this team right now, David, because not only do you have the Mike Williams situation, but you also had J.C. Jackson being a healthy scratch as you know, one of your highest paid defenders. So we're going to talk about that and some legal issues that he's in, and if that played any role into him not playing in Sunday's game against the Vikings coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about Nutrafol because you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole-body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. It happens to a lot of people out there. It's a very, very normal thing. And the best thing about Nutrafol is that it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months of taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. And you guys can do that too. Take the next step towards visibly thicker hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for a healthier hair. Nutrafol.com men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter that promo code locked on NFL. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code locked on NFL. All right, David. Well, we talked about the impact of Mike Williams and I think also just having one of your star players, one of the guys that's commanding so much of your salary cap, right? Not being able to make an impact for you the rest of the season. Yeah. And I think right now you're wondering what the impact of J.C. Jackson is going to be for the rest of the season because David... Last week, we went into it with Brandon Staley saying this. All the outside corners, like Jasir Taylor is playing the star position. He's playing in the slot. Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, J.C. Jackson are all going to be rotating to see, you know, and who is going to be the best for that spot. Michael Davis kind of complained about having to go in and out last week. And then, surprisingly, J.C. Jackson is a healthy scratch for the game against the Vikings, something I didn't see coming. David, I mean, this... The J.C. Jackson signing, just frankly, has been a mess, right? I mean, and a lot of that's not his fault. We saw how hard this dude was working in the offseason to get back and get right. But, like, at this point, if the, a guy making that much money 
is a healthy scratch on your roster and isn't helping your team, that's such a hard thing to overcome. And, and this has just been something that's been hanging over this Chargers defense for, you know, since he signed, basically. Yeah, I mean, you you paid this guy to be the number one corner on your team, a guy that was going to lock down opposing number one wide receivers. You go into this Vikings game against probably the premier wide receiver in the NFL, uh, a matchup where, you know, this is the whole reason why you signed J.C. Jackson was to go up there and go and try to take away a Justin Jefferson. But we have not and that's seen what they said, right? You're going to be covering number one wide receivers. Brandon Staley even said that, hey, we expect yeah. him to go out there and cover the other team's number one wide receiver. Like, yeah, he, he even said that th this offseason, uh, like before the season started. So like that expectation was still there even just a month or, or two ago. So. Yeah. This is a, a very, very strange situation. When I saw them put him on as a healthy scratch, I was like, wow. I was yeah. like flabbergasted. I could not believe my eyes. But J.C. Jackson has not been great. I mean, that's no. just the fact of the matter. I mean, coming back from a major injury, obviously temper expectations, but obviously jc jackson has not done enough nor has he proved that he is either healthy enough or competent in this defense to go out there and be trusted uh to go out there and play a full game man it's just hard not to think that there's something else at least a little it, bit that's what it feels here, like man because it, it felt it like, like he was better in week two than he was in week one yeah um when talking about it this is what brand staley had to say it will be determined by what he does as far as him getting back in the rotation preparation practice all of that cumulative stuff he said something else about preparation where someone picked up on it's like hey is this a preparation thing with jc jackson and he said yeah. no nothing to look into on that just the overall product from the beginning of the week to the end of the week giving us the best chance to win on sunday we're talking about a former all pro player yeah like how is this the conversation that's happening how is this sitting with jc jackson i think is another important part of this i mean something like this i feel like can get ugly very quickly and, I mean, it's not as if the Chargers' pass defense was magically much better against Kirk Cousins and company, right? Like, it's not, I mean, it's not the same. Junior had a few plays. Jair Taylor had his moments. But, like, they still gave up a ton of explosive plays, right? It, it wasn't like the defense was fixed without him. But, like, you're also kind of saying, hey, well, he's not even worth having on the active roster as far as depth goes, right? So, well, I guess, does that mean you're saying you're going to put Dean Leonard out there before him? Like, well, I mean, where, I mean does it, where do you draw the line? It's just, it's crazy. I mean, listen to this. He says he just has to establish the consistency and performance in all ways. Again, you earn that week to week in this league. That's really where it is. That seems and sounds very damning to me, Daniel. That is a statement that basically says we cannot put this guy on the field because he hasn't shown us he's ready to go play at the level that they expect. And sure, that is an insane statement i just i don't know how we got here it, it seems like there's some things some dots that are not been connected and man this has been a disaster i mean yeah. we have not seen any semblance of that all pro mr int jc jackson ever in a chargers uniform and i don't know if we ever will and it's it sucks too because it's like there's been so many kind of Patriots players right where like the kind of thing out there is just like hey don't go and sign Patriots defensive players because once they same leave with coaches Belichick's, right yeah, yeah. exactly and, and I think you know there's some been some guys that have been able to supersede that right and and actually kind of prove that wrong in certain ways but a lot of times it's right and I mean it's never looked right um, 
we were loving the signing when it happened, right? It's not yeah, absolutely. And say that like it, it made a lot of sense. The Chargers would go and get someone it like did. that. It just man from the kind of mysterious, you know, surgery he had before last year. Then obviously having such a brutal injury. I mean, it's hard to put it all on him, but like right. This is another part of this too. There's a legal issue out there where an arrest warrant was put out for J.C. Jackson. This is what it said. Jeff Miller, L.A. Times, said he failed to appear in district court Friday in Attleboro for a hearing related to a reckless driving and speeding charges he faced while still a member of the Patriots, according to court documents. I don't think this, I mean, Brandon Staley said this didn't factor into it. I mean, I don't think this is anything that would raise to the level of getting him suspended or anything like that right. from 2021 before he was a charger. Uh, this doesn't seem like something NFL players miss time for, David. I'm not super concerned about it. And Staley is saying, okay, this didn't have anything to do with it, but obviously just not a good look considering every kind of thing else surrounding this right now. Well, it's just an, an, another spine, right? It's just a, yeah. another prick on top of all of the other things that have gone wrong for J.C. Jackson. It's just as this yeah, is man. the last thing that you wanted to see come out, right, with uh, with his struggles on the field. Now there's struggles and distractions off the field. So it's just everything going bad for J.C. Jackson and his tenure with the Chargers. It's it's just a really sad situation. Well, let's kick our buyer sell off with this, David. I mean, I think it's fitting. J.C. Jackson will start for the Chargers again this season, buy or sell. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to buy it. But it, I'm only going to buy it because I think inevitably there's going to be an injury where J.C. Jackson's going to have to come back on the football field. I, I don't know if it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. I think that this is going to be a situation to where J.C. Jackson is probably going to have to prove to everybody that he's healthy and that he's ready to go and that he can actually you know com contribute and compete at, at a you know somewhat reliable level. So I, I do feel like he will start, but I don't think it's going to be in the next couple of weeks. I mean, man, Michael Davis had some bad moments, too. Like, all of the Chargers right. corners have had some bad moments. And to me, I think the big thing is, like, you're in the season now, right? Like, yeah. this isn't training camp where you give people equal snaps to go and see what they're able to do, That's right? True. Your starting defense is going out there and getting installed in the game plan for that specific week and getting yeah. locked in on what the tendencies are of that other team. Like, you're not just giving away right. first It's so individualistic, reps. yeah. It's just so specific. Like right. it's so specialized when the season starts. Like in training camp, those guys are rotating in and out. We saw you can't really do that in a game, right? right? It's hard to do in practice, even when you're in the middle of the season. So, like, man, I mean, it's hard to see outside of an injury a way he gets back in it. Obviously, you haven't been totally thrilled with any of the Chargers' corners so far. So, like them not playing well enough to where you have to make a change for J.C. Jackson is something that definitely is in the realm of possibility. But, man, I didn't see it getting to where it is right now. So Ever. it's really hard to see kind of where this is going forward. But, like, it, this has a chance to kind of spiral into something, at least for J.C. Jackson and his future with the team. I mean, I just I, – I don't know how he's taking it, man. Like, uh, that's a big question. Because the thing is – I don't know how he could be taking it well. I mean, a guy no, with, with that performance, with, with – I mean, that – ego i mean a guy who's had this level of success in the nfl right. i mean how would you feel i mean i would be i would be super mad i would be livid well because i mean the thing you talked about before you talked about like hey he has to go prove it to this coaching staff and practice yeah. and stuff like that but it's like yeah. you know what's supposed to prove it 24 interceptions over exactly. three exactly right like yes and that's what got him on the field obviously and all the money they paid for him so far and it doesn't even necessarily mean it's the right decision or the wrong decision not to start him, right? right? Like, it's hard to say where he's kind of at, but he's not in the injury report, so at this point, he's just getting benched. Like, 
and he's been benched now multiple times as the Chargers starting cornerback. And it's just, man, it, it's such a messy situation. Um, and, and from a free agency standpoint, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what his future is with this team at this point. At this point, it, it feels almost unlikely he's going to be with the team in 2024 and going forward, which is a shame, man, because it, it seemed at, at one point like he would be exactly what this defense need, but needed. But we do have more to get into, including more buying or selling the Chargers' biggest storylines and overreactions so far in 2023, including did the Chargers save their season on Sunday and their win over the Vikings? And also, is it time to be worried about Khalil Mack? The answer to that is probably not because, I mean, Tuli Tuli Pelote has been pretty good. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys about the best sports book in America, and of course, I'm talking about FanDuel, and it's time to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed, and all you have to do is place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, which is the best way to bet is when if you win or lose, you still get that back, right? You still get the $200 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, and the nice thing is... The app is super easy to use. I've gotten in some very, very late bets on FanDuel when I'm in places I can use it. And also, there's a wide range of betting options, and I like my options. So spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. This weekend, the Chargers are going in as six-point favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders. God, they better get it done and get to 2-2 two and two on this season because you cannot lose to this Raiders team after what they've been through three weeks. So if you guys want to get in on that action and get in on the best sports book in America, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, David, well, let's get into more buyer sales here. That's what this day was supposed to be about right before everything. The craziness of Mike Williams, the J.C. Jackson of it all, since we didn't get to get into that yesterday. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of overreaction still, even after the Chargers are picking up their biggest win of the sure. season, right? Still a lot Definitely. of fire Staley out there, and it's like, okay. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I get it, man. You know, people are mad at Staley. We can't come on here every day and say, Brandon Staley should be fired. That's just, you know, the shelf life of that isn't great. But yeah, also, like, they won the game, right? So, they won. Exactly. Uh, and there's going to be plenty of more moments to be yelling those things for sure. But I think – one of the things that stood out to me the most is just how important this specific win was, avoiding going 0-3. But that's just on today's show. Tomorrow we're opening up to you guys to a fan mail day, our Chargers mailbag. If you guys want to get your questions in, we'll put a post out on X or Twitter at LockedOnLAC. Or you can go onto the voicemail line at 323-524-7924, leave a 30-second voicemail, and it's likely to get on the show if it's a good question. So hopefully you guys will hit us up for that. But let's get to this first buy or sell here, David. The Chargers saved their season with their win over the Vikings. Yeah, I have to buy it. And the, and the reason why I'm buying it is because going 0-3 is a death sentence. I mean, it, it's basically going back, you know, almost to the beginning of the National Football League. If you go 0-3, you are not making it to the playoffs. So, yes, I am buying that they saved their season. Does that mean that they are perfect? Absolutely not. Still a lot to fix. Bad penalties and bad situations a bad run defense, bad run offense, issues getting off the field on third down, giving up way too many explosive plays. The Chargers are far from perfect, but they are in a much, much better situation at 1-2 and two than 0-3. Oh yeah, 0-3 would have been a death sentence. I mean, I don't think – I guess I'm selling it because I don't think they've totally saved their season yet because, I mean, I think they're just still so far away from what the expectations were that like sure. – they're still so far away from kind of living up to what this team should be, right? They stayed alive. 
they yeah, I guess survived. we're buying it for now, right? Yeah. They survived. I mean, you can buy it. What doesn't matter? I mean, it just, I, I mean, I think it just has a lot to do with what you think saved is, right? Did yeah. they keep the playoffs as an option? Yeah, they still have a slim chance of the playoffs for sure. It's going to be a loaded AFC and everyone's beating each other up, so they're still going to have a chance in it. But we'll know if the Chargers will have what it takes to change their season in a few weeks when they play Dallas and Kansas City in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, it's the not real to look past the Raiders, but like, let's be honest, there was nothing that they could have done against the Ra- you know, Vikings or even upcoming against the Raiders that's going to be able to totally sell you on this team given what we've seen through three weeks. Right, the defense yeah. has been bad. That's still bad. Right, the defense still giving up a ton of explosive plays. Yep, you still have late issues offensively late in the game. We've seen in all three games. Like, there's still plenty of concerns. There's still a ton of work to do. But right now, the best you can do is get to two and two at the bye week. Yeah, that is the only goal. Right, the season is still alive, and, and you have to be right. taking that quarter number one. Right, games. handle quarter number one first. Yeah, and I mean, I, like I said, you can't look over the Raiders. The Raiders are going to play the Chargers tough, but always. Let's talk about a player that definitely will have a big impact on whether that happens. And that's Khalil Mack. And obviously, it's been a little bit quiet from Khalil Mack through the first three games of the season. I know we want to see a lot more production pass rush rise. You want to see big numbers. But David, is it time to be concerned about Khalil Mack? Do the Chargers, the buyer sell is this. The Chargers need to get more from Khalil Mack. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the the I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it. And the reason why I'm going to sell it is because He's still been very, very productive against the run. Like, I mean, he's he's been very, very stout on the edge. Like, he's breaking through double teams. He is definitely setting a very physical edge. And although the, the sack numbers are not there, he's still getting some pretty good pressure. Somehow, he registered six pressures against the Dolphins. I don't, I didn't really see that. Um, but hey, I mean, it's on the stat sheet. And then he came back against the Vikings and he had five pressures, which I did see Khalil Mack get into the backfield a little bit and was a little bit more disruptive. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just, you know, something you you are not as worried about because Tuli Tui Pelotu has really burst out onto the scene and he has really made Khalil Mack's absence as a pass rusher a lot easier to be able to deal with. You might be wondering if we'd use buy or sell just to find a way to bring up Tuli Tui Pelotu again. No, it came up naturally. So I mean, let's talk about the game that Tuli had, man. I mean, PFF had him with nine pressures. Nine. Nine pressures in one game. Uh, three run stops. PFF also credited him with three sacks, which, according to PFF, he has five sacks in the last two games. I mean, he has been one of, if not the best, rookie edge rusher in the entire NFL through three games. And he's not even a starter for the Chargers on a full-time basis. He's been crazy basis, to watch, right? man. Like, it's been awesome. ESPN's next-gen stats gave him 10 pressures in this last game, and I believe it, man, because he was all over the he place. He set up multiple sacks besides the sack that he got on his own with his motor. Yeah. Um, but according to next-gen stats, the 10 pressures that he has, the second most by any rookie in the NFL since 2016, and that was a dude named Nick Bosa who put up those numbers, and it was 11. Who just got so, paid. Yeah, I mean... And the other guys you see on the list, it's like Nick Bosa, something like Jalen Phillips, right? Like it's right, it's yeah. all first-round picks. A list picks you want to be on, yeah. Yeah, and there's no second-round picks on those lists doing what he's doing right now. Hard to imagine him getting off to a more impactful start than the one we've seen from him so far, David. But yeah. I've also been very impressed by the impact of one player named Donald Parham, a guy that we've continually talked about being able to use him the right way. And he has three touchdowns in three games, David. So the buyer sell is this. Donald Parham is finally getting used correctly. I'm buying it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. No. 
thank you, Kellen Moore. Thank you for <laughs> finally utilizing the six foot eight monster the right way. What a catch! This that is was, crazy. Man. What oh, a catch yeah. that was. I mean, just laser beam. that was a laser beam, and he snatched it right out of the air like it was nothing. But he can do that. You can put the ball where literally no one else can get it, but Donald Parham. And I think he's finally being used correctly. Fifty percent of his catches this year, he has six catches. Three of them have gone for touchdowns in his career. 21.7% of his catches have gone for touchdowns. That's insane. That is crazy. Yeah. But th this is just the beginning. This should be the case for him all year long. Yeah. So David thinks he's going to have 17 touchdowns is what he's saying here. Maybe uh, 10. I mean, man, I, I mean... I think you'd like to see him like I'm buying it for sure because I mean yeah. at the very least what he should be is a great red zone weapon and that's what he was on Sunday two red zone touchdowns three red zone touchdowns on the season now through three games yeah I'd like to see more than six catches for 33 yards maybe that gets bumped up a little bit with the loss of Mike Williams but yes if you don't have that jump ball guy in Mike Williams use the 68 guy in some of those roles right if that's what you want to do but like the Chargers haven't been really throwing a lot of jump balls in Kellen Moore's offense anyways but I think you're seeing him, you know, use doing what he does best. I think there are still some, you know, hey, get him in open space and let him use that four or six speed, you know, to kind yeah. of chunk, get some explosive plays, maybe up the seam a little bit. But I think at the very least, this is how Donald Parham should be used. And I mean, what a ridiculous rate, three touchdowns in three games. Uh, this is easily the best start of his career so far. So excited to see how that goes. But so much more to talk about with this team. We haven't even talked about the run defense or the run offense. So we'll probably say that tomorrow. When it's Chargers mailbag that we're getting into. So if you guys want to hit us up for that, make sure to hit us up on Twitter or X at Lockdown LAC. We'll put a post out. You can put your question in the comments. You can DM David Drogemeyer at DrotalkSD on X or Twitter. You can hit us up on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers or on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. Ask your question there. We will try to get it on tomorrow's show or call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Leave a 30-second question and we'll try to get you on. Maybe we'll see if a tier makes an appearance on tomorrow's show. Obviously a fan favorite. We are hoping for that. But that is going to wrap things up for today. Obviously, it sucks with Mike Williams, man. But the Chargers, if they play their card right, should still have one of the deadliest offenses in the league. And even without J.C. Jackson, I think there's still hope for this defense to at least get somewhat better. I mean, there's only one way to go from here. So a lot to get into. Make sure you're back here with us for our Chargers mailbag tomorrow. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.